All right, this is take three. My God, it's been a day. <laughs> I've only had a couple of sips of wine, but, um, you know, let's try and get my words out this time. <laughs> so welcome back, everybody. Uh, thanks so much for your support and listening to all the episodes. I hope you're enjoying them and the feedback has been, um, has been great. So, uh, it's a Tuesday uh, in Sydney, and uh, no surprise, <laughs> already on the wine. It's needed. I finished work at 7 o'clock. I rushed round to Emma's. Uh, today, we had quite a few problems with the mics, but we're up and running now, which is all good, so hopefully no problems. Um, so, yeah, I've wanted Emma to come on the podcast for a while. She's definitely got some good stories, so I think you're going to really enjoy listening to them. Uh, so go on, Emma. Introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit more about you. Hi, I'm Emma. Um, I've been single for 10 years. Um, I said before we had some technical difficulties, some would say I am unlucky in love. Um, I don't think it's so much luck as it is my taste in guys. I like to say that uh, my type is a guy that look like they can ruin my life uh, and they succeed nine times out of ten. So, um, <laughs> you know, just muddling my way through single life in Sydney as I think a lot of us are. So you've been in Sydney for ten years? I've been in Sydney since 2011. Um, my high school boyfriend broke up with me in 2010, Aww. just before my 18th birthday. I know, just tragic. Before. Just before, yeah. Ooh. I know, those teenage boys, they're just nasty, <laughs> horrible. And how have you found dating in Sydney? Um, look, it's not without its challenges. Um, I know you said in a couple of episodes, Australian guys always seem to be looking for the next best thing. And I fully agree with that. I think, uh, the revolving door of women seems to be very prominent, uh, in Sydney, especially can't speak for all of Australia, but definitely in Sydney. Um, so yeah, it's been hard. There's been frogs, ghosts, assholes, dickheads, every, every breed under the sun. I've I've met them. <laughs> you definitely have. And you've definitely got some stories without a doubt. And so just talking generally about first dates, like what do you like to do on a first date? Because everyone has their own. Yeah. Oh, look, a first date, I'm pretty easy. Um, like just drinks, just hanging out, uh, getting to know the other person. I also don't mind a bit of an activity, like if they want to do something somewhere. Um, you know, I think – I don't know. I just think something that is easy for you to get to know the other person and know what they're all about. Sometimes a dinner and, you know, a drink doesn't really do that for the other person. Mm. Uh, sometimes an activity does it for them. So to be honest, I am not easygoing with a lot of things, but if someone suggests to me something to do on a first date, I'm pretty happy to roll with it. Hasn't always worked in my favor, but <laughs> I'm pretty happy to roll with it. And do you like to like eat on the first date? Are you one of those girls that are like, oh no, I can't? Oh God. I, like I said, if they want to eat on the first date, I'll eat. I'm not precious. If mm. they want to take me to like Taco Tuesday, I'll go to Taco Tuesday. I, as long as there's alcohol involved, I'm, I'm pretty You're there. easy. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Buy me a couple of drinks and I'm set. <laughs> set. Oh no, it's good. And so I'm sure you've probably, you know, most of us have been ghosted at some point. Um, <laughs> Tell us some stories. Um, like to call myself a bit of a haunted house for all the, the ghosts that have infiltrated my life. Um, 
But the annoying thing is, is that they all come and they ghost me after like six weeks of dating. Six weeks. It's not even like, uh, like oh, we've been on a couple of dates and they just like ghost or like you've been talking to them for a couple of weeks and they just ghost. Like every major haunting that I've had has been like six weeks, like properly dating them and then they just disappear. Out of thin air. Out of thin air. There was this guy that I met on Tinder when Tinder was first a thing. So we're talking like 2015. I don't even know when Tinder first came out. That's how long I've been single. Um, and we met and we went on a few dates and he cooked me dinner and all this stuff. And then he went up uh, to Yamba for a funeral and we spoke while he was in Yamba um, you know, where, have you, where is that? Yamba's <laughs> like Yamba's like on the New South Wales Queensland coast, okay. so very far north. Um, still on the coast, and he, um, yeah, we spoke while he was away, and then I just never heard from him again. He literally could six be weeks. dead. Yeah, literally could be dead for all I know. Like, like I said, cooked me dinner. Did like, you like rig him and like yeah. message him? So I used to be a lot more. Um, savage when I was younger so I think this happened when I was about 20 or 21 and so I would literally give myself a deadline and then I'd be like okay if he doesn't contact me by this deadline then I'm over it so he was due to get back in Sydney I think it was like a Thursday or a Friday I was his granddad's funeral and then so I messaged him on the Thursday and I was like oh I hope you drove back safe never heard from him Friday was like oh I hope your drive was okay give me a call on the weekend if you're free never heard from him got to the Monday and I said, right, I'm giving him to the end of the work day on the Monday. If I don't hear from him, that's it. Called him, went straight to voicemail and I was like, fine. So I deleted his number and that was it. Now I'm such a sop. I'd probably cry for a week if that happened. But back when I was, back when I was 19, 20 and you were like plenty of fish in the sea. Exactly. Living my best life. Did not care. Back then Emma was a savage. I'm not so much anymore. But that's awful. Like after that much time for them to just, yeah. for him to just be like. Yeah, I think he was a bit older than me as well. He was a couple of years older and, you know, I think that, uh, you know, it was hard to take, you know, even though I kind of gave myself a, a deadline to get over it and, um, you know, and that made things easier to just kind of be cut and dry like that's it. It was still really hard. That was probably the first person since my high school boyfriend that I was, like, interested in and wanted to be in a relationship with. And just ghosted you. Yeah, just ghosted me. I think the worst thing with all of that, like, I think we've all kind of been there, but, like, the worst thing is is that you just want closure, or I know a lot of women, I'm one of them. Absolutely. But I'm like, I'd rather just someone be like, nah, Absolutely. Whatever. Like, I don't even need a long excuse, but just close the book. Like, just so it, exactly. there's closure. Exactly. And there's nothing worse than being like, well, what if? Why? Why was that? Was it me? What was it? Like, yeah, what? absolutely. I mean, look, and I've I've ghosted people before. Um, you know, I'm just. <laughs> I, I know it's so bad. It's so it's bad. Quite like, normal. you know, and I think like it's, for me, it's because I've got such a short attention span. So if someone's not keeping my interest, I'm just like, whatever. It's just easier to just like. Pfft, Fob them off. And I think like, it's kind of different if you've not met someone. Yeah. And it's just, you know, a couple of messages, whatever, like it's just exactly. dying a death anyway. Like exactly. they're not going to cry about it. But if you've been spending like so much time with that yeah. person for weeks on end and then they can't even give you a reason. Exactly. Like then, I said, the kid could literally be dead for all I know. Like knock on wood, I don't want him to be dead, but he no. could literally just have never come back from Yemba and I would never know about it. It was just a bizarre situation. It's weird. But, it's just, yeah. yeah so weird. And so what about other ghosting stories? 
sipping on that. I know, sip on the wine. Sorry, got a bit parched talking about that. Um, Well, a a good story. I don't know if it's a good story, but this guy that I knew from high school is a pilot, and he comes back back and forth from Hong Kong to Sydney quite often. And he reached out. This is again. This is probably four or five years ago. It was a bit of a while ago. And he reached out to me when he was back in Sydney one day and he was like, would love to see you. It's been so long, blah, blah, blah. And he was like the hottest guy in my high school. So, of course, like 16-year-old me that lives in my soul was like, oh, my God, I'm going to go on a date with like, what's his name? Like, it's going to be amazing, blah, blah, blah. So I was all excited and we were messaging the week up to him coming to Sydney. And then – uh, you know, the day, so I think we were supposed to meet on a Friday cause I was at work and I like messaged him in the morning and I was like, Hey, just making sure that everything's okay. Like as you do, if you haven't heard from them in a few days, um, you know, I just messaged him and I was like, is everything's okay for tonight? Didn't hear from him. And then it got to about lunchtime and I kind of texted him. I was like, you know, like, just want to know what your plans are. I would like to do something tonight. It's a Friday night. Uh, nothing. And then I just messaged him three question marks at 4.45. We were supposed to meet at five o'clock. Uh, and he messaged me and said, sorry, doll. Uh, I'm actually in some, I don't know, somewhere Northern beaches with a bunch of his pansy friends. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, doll. I'm in X suburb. Won't be able to make it. Speak soon. Kiss, kiss five minutes before, before I was supposed to meet him and I was so angry. I went home to my parents' house. I was still living in the Shire at this point. So I made plans to stay at my parents' place in the city because I was dating this guy or going on a date with this guy in the city. I was so home, I was so angry. I went home and cut off all my acrylic nails because I'd just gotten them done and I was like, oh, this guy oh my ruined gosh. everything. I'm going to cut off all my acrylic nails. And then I was left with these horrible nails and I was like, oh, God, skanky what nails. have I done? Skanky nails. I don't even have a date. It's Friday. I was so angry. It was just just, just, just so unnecessary. Yeah. No, it I, is. Like, come on, give people a bit of notice at least and, yeah. like, have a reasonable excuse. And And this guy, like, I've literally known since I was about 13. So you would think that respect for – you know, someone that you've known for that long. And old enough to know better. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I mean, not yeah. even history. Like, you would think that they'd be old enough to know better, but no. So I've, got a, I've got a friend who um, had spoken to this guy a couple of times. Uh, he doesn't didn't live in Sydney, was coming to Sydney, and they agreed to go out for dinner. Like, he was like, yep, let's go out for dinner. Booked it. She was up for it. Um, you know, everything was planned. Anyway, she was driving into the city and her phone just like crashed and died. And she was using her phone to obviously navigate where she was going. Yeah. And so she, the only option was for her to turn around and go home. But the problem is he is sat in the restaurant. He is waiting for her. He's been looking forward to this for ages. He's like, the hell is going on? Like, obviously, waiter keeps coming over, like time's ticking. She lived in the north, so like the drive was probably a good 40 minutes. Oh my God. So she, you know, he was hanging in there waiting for ages. Eventually, she managed to get home. She her, sto- her phone had like, I don't know, it needed a reboot or something, but it just was not like turning on. So the only way she could get to him was like through Facebook Messenger, like through her laptop. So she comes home and she's like, I'm so sorry, you know, sending this message. And he just thought, like he, she was just she taking bailed, him for a ride yeah. and like bailing, and he was just like he just didn't believe her, and he, she was like honestly, like I was dressed up, ready to go, I left, I was on my way there, like I know it seems like a far fetched story, but honestly, I'm so sorry, 
And like, it was a nightmare. He didn't believe it. Eventually, I think they managed to have a bit of a conversation, but they couldn't rearrange because yeah. he didn't live in Sydney. He'd moved. He'd paid for a hotel. He'd got his Uber. Oh my God. He had to leave the restaurant. <laughs> like, I feel so sorry for the guy. Oh, that's just like, awful. so bad. But luckily, they're, you know, on pretty good terms. That's good. Uh, now. I mean, it's so hard. Like, like how, how do you know what's real, what's not, if they're just making up excuses. Like, did this happen in our parents' day? I would love to know. Like, did they get a call on the phone and they were like, so sorry, yeah. <laughs> can't come tonight? Like, is it just us? Like, I don't understand if it's just this generation, if it's happened since the Stone Age. Like, I yeah, just, what is this? <laughs> what, what is this? <laughs> so have you ever had, like, anyone, obviously that the guy bailed on you last minute. Like, have you had any anyone else kind of bail on you last minute? Oh, I've had ones that I wish bailed on me on the last minute. But, no, I think I've been pretty lucky. I Like, I w- have listened to your podcast and I know one of your girlfriends said that they, you know, always are worried that they're going to walk into a bar and they're meeting a guy and they're going to see them and, like, walk out. I am number one for that fear. Like, I have the worst anxiety going into a date because I think that they're going to look at me and be like, ugh, goodbye. <laughs> Like, no thanks. Or, like, they'll see me coming and they'll, like, put their hand in front of their face. Of course they're not. (laughs) But, you know, like, it's very anxiety-inducing. Like, but, I mean, besides that one, I've been very lucky. I've never been stood up. But also I don't don't really put myself out there to date in the old-fashioned sense because I'm so scared of rejection. (laughs) I'm such a baby. Like, I know you've said, like, it's a dating game, like, you've, a numbers game. You've just got to get out there and meet people and get on the apps and all that kind of stuff. But I just – I don't have the patience <laughs> and I, I don't have – I don't have the spine for it. I'm such a baby. I might say that, but I don't actually do that myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, obviously, friends and stuff have come on the podcast. You know, there have been some serial daters on yeah. there. Like, I'm at the same, like, I'm a little bit more calculated, like, I have loads of time. If I do have the time, like, I've got to make sure I'm investing in the right ones, like – Oh, but yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Like it, it is, it is a lot of effort. And like, that's why I have the whole rule. It's only during the week, not the weekend and all this other stuff. Um, because there is like a lot of things, but also do you find that some people want to see that your Instagram before yes. they meet you or your Snapchat? Like I saw this thing the other day and it was like, no woman's preferred method of texting if she's over the age of 20 is Snapchat. And it's so true. Why are 30 year old men ask me for my Snapchat? Like I don't even have I'm Snapchat the, anymore. Exactly. Like, Oh, do you I, have I just Snap- turned 27. Yeah, <laughs> I do not have it. I'm a little bit older than you. So, you know, I've got a little bit more life experience, but yeah, no, these guys are asking you for a Snapchat. Like yeah, no. I'm, I'm not 18. Sorry. I don't want to give you my Snapchat. I don't want to give you my Instagram. Although when I was peak thirsting, you know, a couple of years ago, my Instagram was on public and I used to put my Instagram in my bio because wow. so many Bold guys move. would just follow you. Yeah. Well, they would. You'd get your followers up. <laughs> <laughs> it would work in your favor. Hell yeah. I would never follow them back. I just wanted to get my followers up. <laughs> I actually had someone recently that like asked my Instagram and I was just like, no, I disabled it. <laughs> like, it's like, bold face you <laughs> My name's Annabelle. I actually have two Instagrams. I just don't want to give you Mine's private for a reason. I'm like, I don't know you from Adam, and I'm still not sure about you, so no, I'm not opening up 
for you to see the rest of my life. <laughs> so like, yeah, no, it's, it's a no. Don't usually lie, by the way, but like, it's just had to get him me. off my back. Yeah, oh God. But I've heard like the odd time I'm like, okay, fine. And I did like let one through the loop recently, and then I was like, <laughs> then I looked at his because part because his was on private, and I was like, yeah. I want to go have a stalk. So then I looked, I was like, oh no, 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 but no. Don't you think it's so annoying when boys put their? I'm sure girls do this too when they put their Instagram handles in their bios, and then their Instagrams are on private. I'm like, what is the point? If you're going to put it in your bio, why am I going to request to follow? Like, make it public or I'm just not going to so bother. So I can have a preview. Exactly. <laughs> why else are you putting your Instagram in your bio? Yeah. Just, I just don't understand. See, one of the things for me with photos is, like, I cannot stand, and I've probably said this before, but a mirror selfie. Oh. Like, it does my head in. And, like, do you know what? It's, it's bad enough on a dating profile, but if it's on their Instagram, yes. like, oh, it sends me over the edge. Do you think it's different, though? Like, is it a double standard for girls to have a mirror? Because I've got a couple of mirror selfies. Like, I'm not going to lie. And then I think I've got one after the other. Like, <laughs> one week apart, I've got two mirror selfies. But do you think if it's a guy doing a mirror selfie, it's a little bit different to when a girl does a mirror selfie? It's usually a guy, let's be honest, in the gym that's yes. tensing. And, and sweaty. Like, do you know what the like, like always find it find it funny when you see like a guy like sat down at the gym and he's kind of like a little bit sweaty and he's like oh. leaning quite over and then his face is kind of leaning over the phone and then he's just like awkwardly looking on. down on yeah. it. This hat on, you're just like, yeah, cool, cool photo, bro. I need to get some more guys on the podcast because I'm like slating them. Yeah. So bad. But like, you we know, also girl- need answers. Like, yeah, exactly. Come on, guys. <laughs> girls, come on, we can relate. Like, it's not a turn on. It's like the whole thing is like guys with um, like no tops on in bed. Oh, the photos you mean? Mm. I thought you mean normally. I was like, oh, normally. <laughs> Do you end up bed with boys fully clothed? <laughs> no, I was just on the photo yeah. topic, Emma. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't understand. And I also don't understand why boys take selfies from like below and their camera's all blurry and they put it on their Tinder. Like I'm supposed to find that attractive. Like I just don't understand. Like you've probably got an iPhone 11. You're probably a really good looking guy. Why are you taking photos like you've accidentally turned the front facing camera on and you didn't realize and you just took a photo. Yeah. Like, or fish photos. And I think, like, in <laughs> fairness for guys, and it's a good point because I, I was catching up with one of my friends the other day and he said to me, he was like, guys just don't take as much photos as girls. Like, That's let's true. be honest, girls, we dress up for an event, we'll take some photos. Like, we, we do take a lot of photos in comparison. So I do get it how, like, guys do, um, don't take them so often. So, like, there can be a real mixture on there. So, like, I do understand that. Do take that on board. But anyway, in the in the whole topic of photos and guys and all that sort of stuff, um, and, like, old photos... So when guys are posting old photos and then they obviously turn up for the date, you don't quite know what they're going to look like because those photos were like, you know, from a while ago. So uh, have you ever been like catfished? Well, I like to think that I coined this term. So everyone's heard of the catfish where like maybe someone posts a photo of someone that is not them. Like if I posted a photo of Jessica Alba and said that that was me, obvious catfish or maybe all their photos are a little bit blurry or something like that. They're a catfish. I definitely coined this term. I should have copywritten it. Hatfish. When a guy wears a hat in every single one of his dating profile pictures and then you show up on the date and he's bald. 
And there's not look nothing wrong with a good looking, sexy, bald man. Absolutely not. Jason Statham, hit me up if you're listening. However, don't hatfish me into thinking that you've got a full head of hair when really you're just bald. So I went on a date uh, to the bank in Newtown in Sydney and it was a Canadian guy and I showed up and he was bald and he was still a good-looking guy so it wasn't enough for me to be like, oh, my God, he's bald. But it still shocked you. (laughs) It shocked me. I was like – and normally like I've got a certain list of criteria, you know, when I'm on dating apps, you know, guys have got to meet like they can't be wearing hats in every photo. What is the criteria? Go and tell us. Here we go. So they can't be wearing hats in every photo, hatfish. They can't be wearing sunglasses in every photo. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. The eyes. Yes. So once I went on a date with one guy and I never like – chat to my mom that much about dates or whatever but obviously that that day that I was speaking to her a bit drunk <laughs> story of my life hell yeah god she's probably listening anyway um so you know build up that courage and I I tell my mom um you know about this guy she's like send a photo send a photo that's what all mums want so send the photo yeah, send the and photo. the first thing she said she was like the eyes can't. she was like there's something about him She's like, it's kind of like you can't trust them or like he's definitely on a lot of drugs. Were his eyes too close together or something? <laughs> I, just, I don't, I, like, I can't even describe it. I like probably need to find a photo. Like, I don't know if I have it. Maybe I do. But I need to like find it and search it. Bless but, like, mom. Like, so straight cute. away. Straight away. Eyes. She was like, you need to watch that one. And I was like, yeah, it's all right. She, <laughs> it's already in the bin. It's fine. But it's true. It was a one date wonder yeah. for that one. <laughs> And it wasn't down to the eyes. There was a number of other factors. <laughs> Red flags out the wazoo. Yeah. So, yeah, no sunglasses. If oh, I mean, this is an obvious one, but if every single photo is a group photo, you know, I don't want to play Where's Wally. I just want to know who are you, which one are you. I've had that. I've swiped right on a guy where I was – I swore. I've got it down to an art. I'm pretty good at picking out which one in the group photo is whoever's profile it is. And I swore I'd gotten it right because this guy posted – photos with the same guy in every single photo and I was like oh I bet it's the hot one and he's just like it's never the hot one it's never the hot one never the hot one never like blatant catfish and I was so upset I was like this this is just like can I report you for this there needs to be like a too many yeah there needs to be like a too many group photos option you know when you report a profile too many group photos (laughs) it's just nuts and then oh if they're patting a tiger or another exotic cat in their photos that's a no-no um I'm with you with the whole Where's Wally thing there because, like, oh. come on. Like, why you make it so difficult when you're, like, stood on the beach with 20 of your mates and it's just like, which one? And like you say, it's always the hot one you're interested in is the one that's not on there. And exactly. Like, it doesn't even need to be the hot one, just the one that, like, oh, he might have a really nice smile or, like, the one that you find the most attractive out of the photo. Mm-hmm. And it's never that one. It's yeah. always the friend who's obviously a little bit insecure, which is sad. You don't want anybody to be insecure. But it's always the one that feels the need to, like, love for you just picking well, this person is. you're just like oh yeah they're insecure i don't really know i'm just i just i don't know i can just see from the photo i'm a i'm a red wine psychologist i have a couple of glasses and i'm just all over it if anybody needs a a therapy session i'm here <laughs> but like i've had it before where i've like let's say i match with someone and the photos have varied so much that i'm still yes. not quite sure which one's which yes so i kind of in my head i was like oh it must be this one and then, like, one of my friends is like, oh, well, let me see a picture. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And they're like, oh, so this one. And, like, I got completely yeah. wrong. Like, I'm not good at recognising who was who. 
So I was like, well, it's a good job they pointed that out because I was about to look for someone else on the date. I think it's the problem with, I guess, curating these dating profiles is that we literally only choose the best parts of ourselves. Like I've got the biggest spot on my face right now. It's awful. Annabelle was taking photos before I want to die. Um, I'm not going to post a photo of myself on Tinder with a huge pimple on my face, chugging a bottle of red wine. Like, oh yeah, just a, a Tuesday night with my mates. Like all these dating profiles are literally curated from the best aspects of yourself. So are you really ever getting the real person you know what i mean it's just it's I hard s- i suppose the fighting argument with that is that we we slated the gym selfies but at least we know get, they go to the gym so we can't say it that much <laughs> so there is there is an element you know there's like, <laughs> at least he gets out of bed on a sunday yeah exactly it's like i saw one and there was like a guy who was stood um on the coastal walk like on the on the edge overlooking the ocean and um, <laughs> I think you know what I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah, you've probably seen the photo. And like his ass is completely out, and he's not the smallest fellow in the world. And you just think, like you say, coming back to like you know, have this representation of yourself, and it's just like all I see is ass. And it's like you know, sat in bed on Sunday morning, but hungover, swiping through. Oh, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> there's a whole ass in my face. <laughs> What a, what a world we live in. <laughs> oh, I know. And so we, there was another term that I learned tonight, which was beardfish. Oh, yeah. So my housemate uh, was talking about when you, uh, um, you know, you see someone and they've got a really nice beard and, you know, they think they could be really good looking. And then all of a sudden they shave their beard and they've got like a tiny little like gnome chin. And you're like, what happened to your face? It's just... <laughs> Like, again, it just comes down to showing the best parts of yourself and then when someone gets comfortable, you just rip it all out from underneath them. <laughs> oh, my God. And so um, we were obviously just chatting about your housemate. Yes. Have you got any stories? Well, I mean, just going back to the, you know, the Tinder profile, we were saying, so she was dating this guy a few weeks ago and we couldn't figure out if he was cute from his photos or not. Every photo was different and we were like, okay, but in this one he looks like really good. In this one, we're not too sure. Oh, is it because they were one? old photos, like different, do you think don't they were know. taken at different times? I don't, yeah, were they old? They're old photos, I think. I love um, that we have, like, Jane in the background here just, like, nodding. I know. The story. I said, like, I'd love to get her on the podcast, but, like, I don't have another mic. Like, I need to invest in one. I'm looking for her to have a reassurance, just making sure that I'm telling the story correctly. And, look, he ends up being really cute. Looks like his photos. Jade came home from a date and she was like, this photo, he looks like this one. And we were both like, yes! So do you know what they did on their date? Um, so it was a lot of alcohol, which, like I said, my kind of date. Um, it was just a lot of – you went and met him and his mate at um, a, the Light Brigade, which is a bar in Sydney. Um, and obviously COVID uh, capacity is a thing now. So Jade ruins totters up the stairs. Out. Yeah, ruins life as we know it. So Jade goes up the stairs. 
was ready uh, to call it a night, by the way, before she went out on the date. Uh, I'm just and waiting then, for you to say that she tottered up the stairs and she fell down. No, no, no. Didn't didn't fall down, no. No. I think you were wearing sensible sensible shoes. Sensible right? shoes. Yeah, sensible shoes, obviously. Um, and so she was about to go to bed and then this guy messaged her and was like, come out for a drink with me and my friends. And then she was like, okay. So she goes to the light brigade and um, she rocks up the stairs and – here he is and they're only allowed two people at the table because that's all, all that was at the table COVID capacity and so this guy says to his mate all right you can leave now <laughs> tells I his mate to piss right off in there. <laughs> and so he's Jade you know and that's why I think it's so important you know like I said I'm a pansy when it comes to dating like I very rarely go out on first dates I think it's terrifying but I think if more of us had the attitude that jade has and just like whatever i'm gonna go for it what's the worst that can happen maybe stand outside light brigade for a good 15 minutes considering whether or not you're gonna go in but you know you go in and you end up meeting someone who's so nice she got there eventually such a nice guy you know things haven't worked out for one reason or another but you know you can come out of it and you can say like i'm really happy that i met that person and i think me being the timid data that I am, I probably missed out on a lot of those experiences being like, I'm really glad that I've met that person or I'm glad that I went on that date, even though I was terrified. Yeah. And I think it comes back to the whole, you know, in a way, recruitment and interviews. The more interviews you do, the better you get. <laughs> it's kind of like dating. Yes. And you know what? I should take my own advice <laughs> because um, I don't do that. But I need to. <laughs> I know I need to, but it is. It's just like getting into the momentum, right? Okay, come on. Like, you've got to gear yourself up and go. And afterwards, most of the time, it's not that bad. Yeah. But, you know, there's always the whole, like, oh, what are they going to say about my, like, do I look the same? My photos, like, I did actually have a date not too long ago now. And um, he was like, you look better than your photos. I was like, thank fuck for that. <laughs> That's a really you did it as a compliment. Yeah, though. I, like, I was like, I was like, well, I think yes, I think that is because probably some photos might be slightly edited or you know have a good filter on them. So I was like, yeah, that's in, true. I was that's like, true. in some ways, but then I also was like, I think he's just like generally really nice. I don't feel like everyone would have that same opinion, but I was yeah. just like, yeah, is what it is. But I think it's great, especially with what Jay did, and just yeah, throw yourself, yeah, and just see see what happens exactly and i wish i was that kind of data i wish i was someone that could go out there and just like take a risk you know and i guess just be comfortable in the fact that you know you're single it's the 21st century single and ready to mingle single as a pringle (laughs) (laughs) oh my god we think we're so funny i I think everyone's just cringing right now Anyway, so talking about uh, dating and uh, having lots of drinks, uh, I remember a time when we went to Ravisi's, which is a bar in Sydney, (laughs) funnily enough, um, in Bondi, um, and we, I don't quite know how, did he bump into us? I don't know where this guy material, oh, it was the dance floor, wasn't it? Yeah, so we were on the dance floor back when dance floors were a thing, again, pre-COVID, um and we were just chilly and look it was us two and our friend jamie and you know three single girls we were on the prowl we were looking for some good looking guys and this guy just happened to he i think he put his drinks down on our table and i started rousing on him i think i was like you're just gonna put your drinks down on our table rousing can you tell the english what that means (laughs) so like just like making fun of him um you know like like 
banter, I guess, like just you love know, a bit of banter. Love a bit of banter. So you know, I just started um, making fun of him a little bit and saying like, "Oh, you're gonna put your drinks on our table. You're not even gonna say hello. Like, who do you think you are?" Blah blah blah. So I ended up talking to this guy, and I honestly could not, for the life of you, tell me, tell you, <laughs> tell you his name. <laughs> like I vaguely remember, like the outline of him, maybe. God, me too. It was a, he had it was long, long time hair. Ago. He had long hair, and he was tall. Anyway, he was kind of like surfer dude. Yeah, he was. He was a surfer dude, an Australian surfer dude. Yeah, and so um, um, he was from like Melbourne. He was from Melbourne, um, and he was a tour guide on a tour company, so like Kentucky and Bus Bout and all that kind of stuff. So he was a tour guide. So. He was only in Sydney for a few days, which was half of his appeal because he would go away after a few days. Um, and didn't want him to <laughs> hang around. I didn't want him to hang around. He was just, you know, fun for, you know, 24 hours, not even. So so I remember like uh, – I can't remember what it's dance for, the drinks or whatever, but I remember him So we moved in. Him. Yeah, so we moved into the seating area in the main bar, like out of the dance floor, um, and he was like, oh, I'm going to go get a drink. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, like being a girl, I don't know if that's sexist, but like being a girl and a guy says, oh, I'm going to go get a drink, do you just assume that they're going to get you one? Was I in the wrong for assuming he was going to no, get you, you a offer. drink? No, I didn't care if you're a man, a woman, a <laughs> right? anyone, like I would always offer to yes. buy something like it's a common to do. Yeah, it is. So anyway, so I wasn't sure. I just had to get some reassurance. But so he is like, oh, I'm going to go get a drink. Do you want to come? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So I get up, you know, my tail's wagging because I think I'm going to get a free drink. And then he just walks off and I just watched him go and I was like, oh. Is he going okay, home? See ya. Bye. <laughs> like, yeah, like praying he was going to go home. And then so I kind of went to the bathroom and hid out for a little bit. And I was like. Oh, I remember be- seeing you be like, what's going on? You're like, I don't know. I think he's I gone. <laughs> like, I have no idea. I was like, what do you mean he's gone? <laughs> I thought he was going to drink. Like, what's <laughs> happened? He just disappeared. And then so I was kind of like, so I get to a certain point in the night where I'm just like just over it like nothing's happened chat's kind of average like i'm just ready for it to be over so i was like oh sweet i'll just hang out in the bathroom for a little bit he'll notice that i'm gone and then he'll probably leave um so he ends up finding me um and yeah and so we ended up you know going home to watch a movie uh and halfway through the movie i was like i'm just not into this anymore dude i'm really sorry and he got so angry with me he got so angry lost his mind he was like i guess it's what this i guess this is what it feels like to be a woman then and like i'm a self-proclaimed feminist i'm like excuse me this is how what feels to be a woman and he was like oh no i didn't say anything i didn't say anything and i was like you can leave thanks for coming i literally was like Ciao, safe flight to Melbourne in the morning and like slam the door behind him. Just the audacity. Like it is a woman's prerogative to change their mind. And I changed my mind. I didn't want it. I was over it. He didn't buy me a drink. Ta-ta. See you never. <laughs> oh my God. I just remember like the next morning waking up to his messages and be like, what, what, what happened? <laughs> I wish I still had them now. I probably could find them. Oh but, God, yeah. please don't. <laughs> So, have you got any other stories about, like, just trying to essentially get rid of people and, like, how you've done it? Well, like I said, when I was, like, 19, 20, like, fresh in Sydney. So, I moved to Sydney from Hong Kong when I was uh, 18 and a half. Started uni uh, in February 2011. So, back then, I was just a savage. Like, I would 
know, to be pretty blunt, I used to go home with guys uh, and then I used to sneak out. I used to wait for them to fall asleep and then just bail. Uh, I didn't really care. Uh, I would never do that now. because well, everyone I'm, wants their own bed. It's true. It's true. And, you know, I've had guys, you know, beg me to stay. I've had guys tackle me into their bed to try to prevent me from calling a taxi. Like I just used to not care and I don't, I don't regret, uh, you know, not caring. I think that was a good way to go through life to a certain extent, but I think I missed out on meeting genuinely nice people because I just didn't care. So, you know, it's a bit, bit give and take. And did you, didn't you say one of your old housemates had a little bit of a story? So one of my old housemates uh, who, bless her, she's a good dater. She dates and she gives people a chance and again I'm really envious of her she had this guy on a date and they went for a walk around the park somewhere some park I don't know sounds romantic oh so romantic (laughs) um I think middle of winter as well so probably wouldn't have been too pleasant um and uh they come back to our old house and he just won't leave he just refuses to leave. Just has a, having a great like, time. Having a great time. My housemate is yawning, like, oh, like, I'm so tired. I've got work in the morning. He just won't take the hint. And so she finally, I remember I went downstairs and they were still downstairs. And I texted her and I was like, do you need me to call you with an emergency? Like, what's going on? And she's like, no, her out. I, I don't want to be mean, but like, oh my God, this guy won't leave. So. You know, it gets to a point in the night. I think it got to about 11 o'clock and she was like, oh my God. Uh, yeah. And she was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I need to go to bed. I'm so tired. I've got work in the morning, blah, blah, blah. Oh no, I think she said she was going to the Blue Mountains the next day. Either way, she was like, I need to get up early for uh, whatever I'm doing in the morning. And then bless her, being the nice person she is, she's like, do you want me to walk you to Central Station? Which is about a 10 minute walk from our house. And the guy, obviously not having any social cues whatsoever was like, Oh yeah, no, you can walk me to the station. So my old housemate walks him all the way to the station. And then she said they had the most awkward kiss goodbye in the history of the universe. And then she walked back by herself. And then she was like, Oh my God, I've just been on like a seven, eight hour date and I'm just miserable. I just I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Drained. <laughs> Emotionally and physically, physically exhausted. I think the whole like um, saying goodbye to someone is just awkward in itself. Oh my God. Do you hug? Do you kiss? Do you give them a wave? Like what do you do? Like it's just, it's just uncomfortable. Like how do you know? I had a date where we were like finishing up and I was like, oh, we'll just go out into the street and then, you know, if a bus comes a bus comes or if a taxi comes, a taxi comes. Like whatever mode of transport is going to get me down the road the quickest, out the world. I'll jump on it, right? So he was a perfectly nice guy and, uh, you know, the chat was okay and he was really cute. So I wouldn't have been opposed to a second date. But the time comes when I see the bus rounding the corner and I was like, oh, hell yeah, my bus is here. I'll just jump on it. Um, and so the bus stops. I mean, who at – 28 years old gets a bus after a date. Only me. Like, honestly, it's so embarrassing. But anyway, so Could the be bus right there, may as well. Cheap, you know? Like, I just spent a lot of money splitting drinks with this guy. Like, anyway, so I was like, okay, well, 
my bus is here, so I guess I'll see ya. And he went, okay, see you. He went for the kiss on the lips and I went for the kiss on the cheek. And I went, okay, bye. And I jumped on the bus and the bus driver's laughing at me. The guy that I just went on the date with looks like I've just killed his puppy. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I just ran to the back of the bus and I hid. And I was like, I just, I'm so embarrassed. I think the bus driver laughing at me was just the, the clincher. Like, really the just, that he witnessed the entire uh, thing. I cringed through my entire body. I just, I don't know how to, you know, and I hadn't had enough to drink where I was comfortable with just making out with him. So we talked about first dates, but have you ever booked a like two part date? God, I have not, but um, I know someone who has. So she was telling me that the guy was late um, and he rocked up and he was all like sweaty and stressed and, you know, just had an awful time of it. And he told her that he was taking the bins out in a towel and locked himself out of his house and so had to borrow his neighbor's oh clothes. His neighbor's clothes? His neighbor's clothes. Like, I don't know if it was like a. 18 year old neighbor like a 40 year old neighbor in my head I just have like a vision of like etnies and cargo shorts and like a polo like I have no idea what he's wearing but Maybe that's what I imagine Jesus sandals. Jesus sandals like anything like that's just what I have in mind like just this you know mix and match of like oh my neighbor's clothes anything that'll fit please sir so he rocks up in his neighbor's clothes and they have to walk 30 minutes to the restaurant and 30 minutes. 30 minutes in the middle of summer. So, you're so sweating in Australian summer, it's not like. It's, it's not English summer. It's not, it yeah. It's, it's brutal. Your English summer is like our Australian winter. So, in <laughs> the summer, it is hot. Brutal, especially this last summer that just passed. Absolutely brutal. So they went to dinner and I don't think anything um, eventful happened at dinner. But then, lo and behold. I think as well when she was at dinner, because I've heard this story, uh, the waiters were like coming over being like, are you okay? No. So that was at the next part. So the second part, they went to Holy Moly and they were playing mini golf, as you do. And these two gay guys in front of them, uh, when – you know, my friend's date went to the bathroom, stopped my friend and was like, are you okay? You don't look like you're having a lot of fun. And my friend was like, I'm having the worst time ever. This is the worst day ever. And they were like, oh, my God, we could tell. So they ended up hanging around for them to finish. Um, and then when all was said and done, uh, old mate goes to pay for the date, whips out a Groupon, uh, and it was a two-for-one at Holy Moly on a Groupon. Uh, and, you know, we were just saying all for being thrifty, you know, not all of us can afford, you know, five-star hotels, a bottle of Dom and some caviar, but be a little bit discreet. Like, come About on. About your group on. A group on. Like, come on. At least wait until she goes to the bathroom or something. Like, you know, and I don't mean to be judgmental, but like I said, at least wait until she goes to the bathroom. And then he wondered why – she didn't want to go for part three for the bottle of rosé at his apartment. You know, it's just By that point, bizarre. she was done. By that the point, dinner, I think. The holy moly. I, look, I think, I think the Groupon probably sent her over the edge. Um, it's just a lot to take in. It's, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It sounds like it. 
Oh, well, I think we have talked enough on this episode. Uh, there's plenty more to talk about, so I have to get you back. But thank you so much, Emma, for coming on and sharing your stories and some of your friends' stories. Um, it's been so much fun, so thank you again. My pleasure. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate your ongoing support. Please send us your dating stories. We have received some amazing ones so far that we can't wait to share with you all. Drop me a DM on Insta at Prowlin underscore podcast and give us a follow while you're there. Don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends. See you soon. Bye.